Welcome to episode 75 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Adam Kapork, and I'm here with my co-host, the game-playing player, Jeannie Walters. <laughs> Love it. Is that what they I'm call quite, you? <laughs> they do. When I'm picking up my kids at soccer and things like that, they say, hey, playa. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm going to introduce you from now on, playa. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, first, tell us a little bit. Have you been playing with a sponsor message? <laughs> Do you know your customer experience mission? Our mission at 360 Connects is to create fewer ruined days for customers. We help our clients create their own missions and deliver more for their customers. Find out at 360connects.com what we can do for you. 360-C-O-N-N-E-X-T.com. And reach our specialized audience by sponsoring this podcast. Go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor. That is crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. So, Jeannie, Professor Falcon, do you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about games today and gamification specifically because it seems like everybody is seeing this as a path to improving the customer experience. And really, it might be about that, but it also might be about just getting the behavior that you want out of people in a way that is fun for them, it's a way that engages them. And there are some really interesting examples out there right now. Well, I like it because it works across the spectrum, meaning it's good for customer engagement. It's also good for employee engagement. And there's some mm -hmm. interesting things being done by companies in that area as well. Yeah, that's true. And I think we see that with like all the personal health data wearables that we're all obsessed with right now. And some uh, employees are using that as a wellness incentive for their employees too. And they're having contests and kind of gamifying health within the context of their organization. And another example that I saw recently, which I thought was way cool, was during the World, World Rugby Cup or Rugby World Cup. You can tell I don't follow rugby. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Rugby World Cup. Um, they Coca-Cola was trying to improve... Uh, recycling at these events because a lot of the events, you know, people drink sodas and whatnot, and then they just toss them in the garbage, the cans. So they created a machine that basically re rewarded people for recycling. And so they would get sometimes little coupons and things like that, but they also made it a game. So if you recycled a certain number within a certain amount of time, uh, it was even, you know, you got a lot of uh, sensory response to. So it's just a cool example of trying to make behavior something that's more of a game, that's more fun, and that rewards people for doing exactly what you're asking them to do. And you know, Jeannie, I think we've sort of broken the cardinal rule that we both teach because we're talking uh, inside customer experience, customer service talk, and not everybody may know what gamification is. So we should probably explain it a little bit. So gamification, <laughs> and I'm going to use my own definition off the cuff here, is essentially applying the principles of games, the variable rewards, the uh, increased rewards for going up for levels and things like that to other experiences. And it's been mm -hmm. big in social media. It's been big, you know, Empire Avenue, all these types of things where they've done it in social, sometimes successfully and sometimes with a staggering failure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, Foursquare is basically gamifying being somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So for that's sure. that's gamification, and it has been really a hot topic for the past few years, and it's being used, as Genius pointed out, across all types of different things. So it was used to help recycling. Mm-hmm. And I like it from the employee engagement standpoint. I don't know if you've heard, you know, Freshdesk, I'm sure, the support mm-hmm. software. So what they've done with gamification is they've actually gamified support. So you have all these support tickets and you can sort of level up and do all these things as you solve tickets. So they've gamified the employee side to keep them more engaged because there's nothing more fun than a never ending stream of support <laughs> tickets to uh, keep uh, you engaged by itself. Right. That's very, very cool. And I think, you know, Slack, the kind of messaging uh, platform that's become really popular really quickly, that I wouldn't call it gamification by total definition, but they do things like the feedback that you get, because part of gamifying things is also that real-time reward, real-time reaction, real-time engagement. And so Slack does that really well. And they like, give you thumbs up and all sorts of things. So it's pretty cool. But I I just heard about something that I thought was um, really cool about this and how you can apply it to something that is societal as well. So MIT Media Lab, they developed a set of smart ice cubes. And so what the ice cubes did was they measured the amount and rate of alcohol consumption. And so the these ice cubes could trigger certain actions if you go beyond your limit or beyond a limit or beyond any, I don't know. (laughs) So then they can send you warning notifications. They can text a friend. They can call a cab. I mean, you think about the implication of something like that, that could prevent real, you know, dangers in our society. And it's such a clever way to use gamification because they're getting this response and it's helping somebody become more aware, which is, I think what essentially is why the the wearable Fitbits and all of that has been so successful as well, because it just helps people become more aware and engaged in their actions, more mindful, if you will. Well, it's important. We all like those little incremental accomplishments. And that's what so much of this is based on. It's based on mm-hmm. like getting the next thing that's little. And we, you know, we talk about that a lot when you talk about motivation. And interestingly enough, you know, I have a treadmill desk. Mm-hmm. And there's no real gamification. It basically just tells you how many minutes, but I like to know how many minutes I did each day. So I turn it Mm -hmm. off at night. So one of my pet peeves on this thing, it's anti-gamification, is you've got the little, uh, I don't know what you call it, the little safety thing you put on your belt, right? And Mm -hmm. if you fall off, it stops it. So you don't, whatever. Uh, But the thing comes out all the time and it resets the dang clock. (laughs) And it's like reverse gamification. I get so annoyed. I'm like, oh, how many minutes have I done? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like starting from zero. I'm starting all over. Well, that's so funny because I just saw somebody post on Facebook that they were at Walt Disney World with their family. And he was like, oh, no, my jawbone, the little, you know, fitness tracker. He's like, it it stopped working. So he got up at like 6 a.m. to go get it because he knew he would have like an insane amount of steps at Walt Disney World and (laughs) And he he wanted wanted credit. credit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like adding the item on the to-do list that you did, right? Yeah. (laughs) Check. (laughs) Come on, you've done it. Admit it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I was like, well, I like a record of what I've done, even though I deleted it all later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think that you know, Starbucks is a great example of this. Their mobile app and their loyalty program work together and you get gold stars and you get free drinks. And if you're Jeannie Walters, <laughs> you really like the gold status. Oh my gosh. Um, and 
now they're coming up with things like wearables for dogs so that you can find a network of, you know, doggy friends in your neighborhood. But it also tells you like if your dog is active when you're not there and people have, you know, different scoring and badges and levels and all of that. And I just think it's, there's so many cool things that we can do. And it's not, a lot of this is around movement and activity right now, but I think the Coca-Cola example and some of these other examples show that if you really think about these principles, you could, I mean, think about something really boring, like paying a utility bill. And what if you gamified that? What if you said, okay, if you pay it on time every month, you level up, you do this, you, you know, you get free, a free light bulb or I don't know what, but you, (laughs) but I mean, there, there are ways that this can be applied so that it, it really does engage people in a very positive way and it releases that dopamine and all of those good things that we want people to feel. So why not think about this and think about how to engage your customers with these principles so that, you know, we can recycle and we can be fit and we can have friends for our dogs. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I've gamified my dog. It's very simple. It involves a tennis ball and treats. <laughs> Done. Gamification over. He wants his data. He wants <laughs> to level data. up. He wants to level up. He wants to eat more and <laughs> play with the ball until I need a new rotator cuff. <laughs> That's what he wants. But well, yeah, I mean, I think there probably are places where you shouldn't gamify. Don't just gamify to gamify. You've got to right. really look and make sure it fits because hassle factor matters. You don't want to add lots of steps to a process for no reward. You really want to know why you're adding the the gamification and what you're doing. So in the case of Starbucks, that's a good example. They're already had a loyalty reward. They're just sort of tweaking it, you know, an existing loyalty program, which have been around for decades, right? They're just tweaking the, how they sort of present it and how they let you hit uh, different accomplishments. Well, and actually, they they were a little late to the game with their loyalty program. No, I meant, I meant loyalty programs have been around for decades. Oh, not yes, that, not yes. That. But one of the things with Starbucks is that they really did seek feedback of what is important to you from their customers first before they move forward with it. And that's a good lesson, too. And I would also say making sure people can opt into gamification, making sure that they are like, I don't want to have to download an app for every single place that I'm a customer. I am not going to do that. And so really making sure that you're making it easy to your point, keeping it so that the customer effort score (laughs) isn't, (laughs) you know, impacted here, but also that you're offering something of value to them and find out what that is. Find out what's important to your customers and make it fun. Why not? You know, you you overstate fun. Do I? I don't think I do. I, I think you think underestimate you I fun. I love fun. Adam. I'm all about the fun. I mean, they don't call me player or anything like you, but I'm <laughs> all about the fun. But no, I, I, I agree. And I will say everything we've learned about brain you know, through brain research and modern psychology pretty much shows that this stuff works. Yeah. We have a chemical response to even the stupidest little simplest little achievement or, you know, recognition of a goal. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Just me going, completing a sentence like, so Jeannie, I was thinking and just pausing and making you wait, (laughs) just that, just completing that sentence. And I'm never going to complete it now to leave you hanging. Oh no, geez. (laughs) It's going to haunt me. Really, you know, can give you a mild sort of dopamine pleasure release. So it's amazing how this stuff can be used, use it judiciously, use it for good, not for evil. Yep. Yep. And you know, you look at why things like angry birds and candy crush 
are so popular and it's all about that leveling up and it's all about that dopamine hit. So (laughs) (laughs) that if you can apply that to your customer experience, you're automatically going to improve it, but you have to do it right. For sure. So we're going to level up right now. We're going to give a little uh, release to our listeners. So we hope you enjoyed episode 75 of Crack the Customer Code. You can see the show notes for this in all episodes. And you can also subscribe and send us feedback and help us level up our podcast at crackthecustomercode.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Jeannie Walters. Sign up for customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com and connect with me at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Taport. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training. By the way, we play lots of games during those (laughs) at customersthatstick.com. That is customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.